Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Last year, or so, I shared a segment with you about the horrors associated with the big pet food industry. The canned cat and dog foods you buy, and the dry food, known as kibble, and how often they contain the four Ds, dead, dying, decayed, and diseased animals. And I spoke about the nasty rendering plants that mix euthanized animals from shelters right along with their flea collars, along with the four Ds, to create many of the popular cat and dog foods we all know very well. That's right. Pentobarbital, the drug used to euthanize animals, was recently found in many products. Gravy Train, for example, made by the big company Big Heart Pet Foods, which is owned by Smuckers. Big Heart Brands is also responsible for the production of Meow Mix, Milk Bone, Kibbles and Bits, Nine Lives, Natural Balance, Pup Peroni, Nature's Recipe, Canine Carryouts, Milo's Kitchen, Alley Cat Jerky Treats, meaty bone, pounce, sausages. So when it comes time to feed my 13 cats, I opted for a product called Radcat. It's a frozen raw product that contains meat and poultry that are USDA inspected. The product is hormone-free and antibiotic-free. No grains, no byproducts. They also use free-range, grass-fed, and pasture-raised and natural meats that are the same whole muscle meats found at your finest natural food stores, rather than the cheaper mechanically separated products I mentioned above. All of their products have been tested for nutritional adequacy by an independent laboratory and meet or exceed the nutritional standards set forth by the AAFCO, known as the Association of American Feed Control officials, A-A-F-C-O. So Radcat's foods, they're complete and formulated for all stages of, of a cat's life, from kitten through senior. Their poultry ingredients include the thigh, leg, hearts, and livers, and they undergo high-pressure pasteurization before they reach the Radcat facility. This is what's known as a kill step, and it's recognized by the FDA for many food products as a way to eliminate pathogens from ready-to-eat foods. And my cats thrived on this diet. Why? Well, because cats are obligate carnivores, meaning that they need to eat meat, and their diet needs to approximate as closely as possible to what they would be eating in nature, say, for example, a warm-blooded mouse or something close to it. They need muscle tissue, bones and organs, not carbs and fillers, which do nothing for them nutritionally and lead to 
the kinds of feline diseases, particularly later in life, that we've all been used to accepting as a matter of routine. But this doesn't need to be the case if only we provide our cats, our pets, with a species-appropriate diet. They're not likely to develop these costly and debilitating diseases upon which the veterinarian commercial pet food industry thrives to the tune of billions of dollars each year. Ooh, did I just say that? But last October 2018, Radcat's business came to a grinding halt. And here's why. Radcat didn't die. It was murdered. And this is from Susan Thixton, a very well-known pet food safety advocate in the on the website called truthaboutpetfood.com. And if you haven't been there, there's a lot of excellent factual information, truthaboutpetfood.com. She says, with great sadness, Radcat Pet Food announced they will be closing their doors. Their business was murdered by the FDA and multiple State Department of Agriculture offices. The death of Radcat Pet Food began with Ohio Department of Agriculture. Ohio notified Radcat they had tested the pet food and found it to contain pathogenic bacteria. Law required by Ohio Department of Agriculture to provide the company they are testing a split sample and a chain of custody documents. Now, a split sample is very important for any business, but especially a raw pet food business. A split sample is the government agency providing the pet food manufacturer with a sample of the exact food they tested. And if the split sample tests positive for the manufacturer, no argument, the pet food is recalled. But if the pet food tests negative, further investigation is required. These testing requirement laws are written to protect both the government agency and the pet food business. But these laws are only effective if the government agency abides by the law. Ohio Department of Agriculture outright refused to provide Radcat pet food with their split sample and refused to provide any chain of custody documents. First nail in the coffin? Complete. The next nail in the coffin came from Colorado Department of Agriculture. It is required by law that pet food samples are handled properly from when they leave the pet food store where purchased to the laboratory where they will be tested. This is part of chain of custody requirements. With a raw pet food, proper chain of custody requires the pet food to remain frozen. But Colorado Department of Agriculture could have cared less about proper chain of custody. The Colorado representative that purchased the Radcat pet food from a store did not place the frozen pet food in a cooler as required by law. No, that didn't happen. Instead, the representative ignored the cooler he had in his car, and he just sat the pet food in his car in July. Ignoring all required protocol for sampling a pet food, the Colorado Department of Agriculture representative sent a thawed pet food to a lab for testing for bacteria. No one knows exactly how long that pet food was exposed to the hot summer day before it reached the lab. With absolute certainty, the integrity of the pet food sample was compromised and was not appropriate to be tested, nevertheless to be the exact sample used to force a recall. And this sloppy enforcement did not stop there. The agency sent Radcat an official letter 
of sample positive notice stating the pet food was purchased on April 11th, 2018. Ah, uh, nope. The pet food wasn't even manufactured on April 11th, 2018, and it didn't ship to distributors until May. Radcat Pet Food has one document from Colorado that states their pet food sample tested positive and another document that says it tested negative. The Colorado Department of Agriculture Deputy Lab Manager acknowledged on more than one occasion that she made assumptions not based on fact, was given misinformation, and her subordinates did not follow standard operating procedure. Now, unlike Ohio, Colorado did provide Radcat with a split sample of this mishandled venison pet food. Radcat received their split sample thawed. This exact sample had been frozen, thawed, frozen, and thawed again, but it tested negative for any pathogenic bacteria. Colorado Department of Agriculture's sloppy testing and recall notification procedures should have been dismissed by all, but that's not what happened. The last nail in Radcat's coffin. Enter FDA. The FDA was fully aware that Ohio did not follow required procedure. In fact, FDA told Radcat they would not help them when Ohio refused to provide a split sample. This was a lie. FDA certainly could have stepped in and required the split sample to be provided. They just didn't want to. FDA was fully aware that Colorado intentionally mishandled a frozen sample. In fact, when the mishandling of the Radcat pet food sample was discussed by the pet food company with the FDA, the agency told the pet food company, quote, with the more problems we find, raw food will be accepted until it is no longer accepted. We will do what we need to do to control companies if companies can't control themselves. There it is. The death sentence. We will do what we need to do. That's exactly what happened. Every single enforcement agency did what they needed to do to destroy a quality pet food. FDA openly admitted to corruption, doing what they have to do to destroy a pet food, including ignoring all legal requirements. But there's more. To prove FDA, Ohio, and Colorado intentionally contaminated this pet food, and probably unknown by Radcat Pet Food, was a pet owner who was feeding their cat Radcat. The cat suddenly got sick, so the pet owner sent three samples of pet food to an independent lab for testing. And guess what? All three lots of pet food tested negative for any pathogenic bacteria. The exact lot of venison this pet owner tested was the same lot that Colorado tested, mishandled and tested, supposedly positive, and the company was forced to recall in July. The lab told this pet owner, we cultured your specimens directly and recovered no bacterial growth of any kind. Are we talking double standards, selective enforcement? Consider this. The FDA openly allows all other styles of pet food to utilize diseased animals and animals which have died otherwise than by slaughter. And that's a, in a quote, a direct violation of federal law. Colorado, Ohio, and every other State Department of Agriculture openly ignores federal law with all other styles of pet food. But with raw food, 
All regulatory authorities ask raw manufacturers to use only USDA-inspected and passed-for-human consumption meat. The FDA took no enforcement action when a Mars pet care plant was infested with millions of roaches for multiple inspections. The FDA took no enforcement action when an inspection found multiple violations in a Purina Beneful plant. Instead, the agency only talked with Purina. But with raw pet food, multiple regulatory agencies absolutely violate law doing what they have to do. Only raw. These double standards and selective enforcements must stop. I encourage all pet owners, regardless to whether you feed raw pet food or not, to demand equal enforcement of law. If we don't take action, they will continue the destruction of real pet foods. So please write your State Department of Agriculture and you can find the email address at www.aafco.org. And you can write to the FDA and clearly express to them that you expect equal enforcement of all pet food laws for all styles of pet food. Here's an example of email that has been sent. I want to make you aware of a situation that is evidence to destructive selective enforcement and lack of enforcement of law in pet food. Pet owners just lost an important option of quality pet food due to sloppy and outright illegal actions by multiple regulatory authorities. Radcat Pet Food was bullied and battered so extensively by multiple regulatory agencies, the company just announced they will no longer be providing consumers a quality pet food. Clear evidence shows FDA, Ohio Department of Agriculture, and Colorado Department of Agriculture systematically destroyed Radcat Pet Food through violations of sampling procedures. Split samples are not provided. Frozen samples are transported without protection of a cooler. Frozen samples were received in the lab, thawed. Evidence shows that the pet food company testing of the pet food proved negative, and further, independent testing by a pet owner proved the pet food tested negative for any pathogenic bacteria. There it is, the entire problem for pet owners. FDA and all pet food regulatory authorities believe that they can ignore and even violate law because they know best what my pet should be eating. Wrong. FDA and all State Department of Agriculture's openly and aggressively bully the raw pet food industry while at the same time allowing other styles of pet food to utilize illegal ingredients such as diseased and non-slaughtered animals. Law is clear. No matter how many times a dead, decomposing animal is processed, it is still illegal to be included in pet food. Further, FDA and all state departments of agriculture openly cooperate with the AAFCO to prevent public access to the legal definition of pet food ingredients. These are both direct violations of law. There are clear pet food double standards, and it must end today. I am writing you to ask for consistent regulation of all laws with all styles of pet food. No more picking and choosing what law you'll enforce and with who. I am writing you to ask for consistent testing of all styles of pet food. I am writing you asking for a response fully explaining in detail how you are going to accomplish this. Further, I am asking for public access to all AAFCO pet food ingredient definitions. Freedom of information rights require this. I leave you with one question that I would like a response to as well. 
How does FDA and all State Department of Agriculture expect for any USDA-inspected and passed meat to be clean of pathogenic bacteria when you allow the livestock animals to consume poop? The 2018 AAFCO official publication contains seven processed animal poop feed ingredients. Have you ever considered that the waste you allow in animal feed is the actual cause of the pathogenic bacteria common to raw meat? Well, perhaps you should. Does FDA and all State Department of Agriculture agencies ever test livestock feed, especially those feeds that include up to 50% chicken poop for pathogenic bacteria? Perhaps you should. You can't allow livestock animals to consume poop and expect the meat to be clean. I await your detailed response to my questions. And if you want a copy of this letter, email me and I can send it to you so you can send it off. Email me at pat at speakupandstayalive.com. So to pet owners, please take a very vocal stance on this issue. We must demand that all laws are enforced across all styles of pet food. Even if you don't feed a raw pet food, bias enforcement of law affects everyone. The next time it might be your trusted pet food that is murdered by sloppy regulators determined to do what they need to do. The entire animal feed industry needs a dramatic overhaul. Seriously, cats and dogs should not be eating decomposing animals, and cows should not be eating chicken poop as 50% of their feed. <laughs> if we don't speak up, loudly, and now, who knows what they will do next? In fact, the FDA just secretly snuck into an unrelated bill the action to remove pet food safety laws. These laws were written after the deaths of thousands of animals in 2007, and now they snuck them out. And I'm very serious. Who knows what they will do next? Before they further destroy the real pet food industry, please write and call your regulatory authorities. So you might be asking, what's the deal with the FDA? Oh my, such foolish articles on the FDA website with sensational titles such as this. Get the facts. Raw pet food diets can be dangerous to you and your pet. Or how about this? Avoid the dangers of raw pet food. And here's what they have to say. They say, if you choose to feed raw pet food to your pet, here are some tips to prevent infection. And that's what it's all about, supposedly, according to them. They're protecting you, the public. It's a public health hazard to touch raw meat, folks. Thoroughly wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds after handling raw pet food and after touching surfaces or objects that have come in contact with the raw food. Thoroughly clean and disinfect all surfaces and objects that come in contact with raw pet food. You can also run them through the dishwasher after each use to clean and disinfect them. Freeze raw meat and poultry products until you are ready to use them and thaw them in your refrigerator or microwave, not on your countertop or in your sink. Carefully handle raw and frozen meat and poultry products. Don't rinse raw meat, poultry, fish, and seafood. Bacteria in the raw juices can splash and spread to other food and surfaces. Keep raw food separate from other food. Immediately cover and refrigerate what your pet doesn't eat or throw leftovers out safely. Now let me stop for a moment. Aren't those the exact same rules one would follow when making hamburger patties for your family? Now here's a question. How do people go about getting raw chicken out of the package they just bought at the grocery store? Hmm, most likely with their hands. Oh no, we're all going to die. Um, some basic common sense, right? Wash your hands properly and follow the exact rules the FDA warns you to do when you touch raw pet food. It's no different. 
So why don't they ban all raw meat for human consumption? Oh, here's another couple of gems from the FDA warnings in case you're a real dummy. Don't kiss your pet around its mouth and don't let your pet lick your face. This is especially important after your pet has just finished eating raw food. If your pet gives you a kiss, be sure to also wash your face. Seriously? Seriously? Really? The FDA is clearly making an example of Radcat Company to ward off other entrants into this incredibly popular market because cat owners who care are increasingly realizing that raw food is the only ethical option. So now, who will dare to enter the raw food market after the kinds of aggressive, non-responsive, and blatantly unscientific protocols were thrust upon the folks at Radcat? Urging consumers to avoid fresh raw food increases and stabilizes profits for processed pet food manufacturers. And to protect big pet food companies, the FDA continues to overlook dangerous AAFCO-approved ingredients in pet and agricultural foods, such as meat from euthanized pets, waste, feces, including litter. Regulatories are systematically going after raw pet food manufacturers as they gain popularity because lobbyists pressure regulators to support the corporate structure of kibble manufacturers. So how can you help? As always, become informed and vote with your dollar. If you want to find out how easy and safe and, may I use the word, cheaper it is to prepare raw food for your pets, visit the website knowwhatyoufeed.com. Knowwhatyoufeed.com. No, spelled K-N-O-W as in knowledge. Knowwhatyoufeed.com. It's where I buy a simple container of all the proper vitamins and minerals that come in a powdered form. Then I grind the meat from chicken thighs and add liver, a couple little teaspoons of this dried powdered supplement, and voila, I've got fresh, species-appropriate food that I can freeze for daily use. No fillers, no corn, no euthanization drugs, no decay, no roadkill. Every time you buy a can or a bag of dry food from a big pet food manufacturer, you are voting with your dollar. You're saying yes to government control and deception. Yes to denying you a choice. And nothing bothers me more than being pushed around by the biggies for the sole purpose of them getting bigger. Visit knowwhatyoufeed.com or email me for more information at pat at speakupandstayalive.com. Remember, you have a choice and you have a voice. Your pet does not. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up Radio. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. Hi, I'm Jana Panaritis, host of the AgeWise podcast. We all want to be cared for in some way, even if it's just the occasional pampering. But what happens when you're called upon to care for someone else when you least expect it? My mom went in for this routine hip surgery and came out in a coma, and I could not have been less prepared. How does it change your life? How does it change you? I keep asking my wife, you know, what's different? The world's changed. And she's like, no, Steve, you've changed. On the AgeWise podcast, we explore questions like this with people actually doing the work of care. We also talk with experts in the field of aging and artists who are using media to address major health issues in a creative way. 
Tune in each week and let us pamper you with caregiving stories from the field. Listen to a brand new episode at speakuptalkradio.com. To learn more about the show, visit the AgeWise website. That's A-G-E-W-Y-Z.com. I think my sense of humor actually went into hibernation for several years. But once we started making the film, it started to like rear its head every once in a while. Hi there, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, the host of Mrs. Green's World, and I personally invite you to become a part of our movement. We show up every day to help create the change we wish to see because we care deeply about this great planet of ours. The guests I interview inspire ways of living that are healthy, sustainable, and socially just. We discuss real issues by leveraging experts and science to get trustworthy information. Please visit our website at mrsgreensworld.com to learn more and to become a part of our world. Are you in the market to purchase a home? Are you thinking of selling yours? Well, I personally worked with the McCaskey team, 440-773-5542, or visit their website, mccaskeyteam.com, mccaskeyteam.com. Well, there you have it. Lots to think about and plenty to share with others. And to do so, simply head over to the website, speakupandstayalive.com, where you can listen to today's show again and hear previous episodes all under the Radio Archives button. And while you're there, visit the shop page to get a copy of the life-saving book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, Your Hospital Survival Guide. And for more of my books, Visit Amazon.com, type my name in the search bar, Patricia Rulo, R-U-L-L-O, and you will find some other goodies. And if you just need more of me, invite me to speak to your group, club, church, business, or hospital. My presentations are fun, fast-paced, informative, and life-saving. And I can guarantee this, no one falls asleep on my watch. Visit SpeakUpAndStayAlive.com for more information email me at pat at speakupandstayalive.com or call me and leave a message on the radio studio line 440-725-5462. That is 440-725-5462. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo and I am the voice for informed choice.